gotta say. Yeah, she gotta say. Yeah, she gotta say. Yeah, she gotta talk about it. Go through it, she not gonna just walk around it. Heard what she said, she standing on it. Auntie don't play, she says she straight. She hold it down for the fan. Hey, heel on the neck of the man. Quit vacation, her toes to the sand. Top of the line, and she ain't had a man. Not gonna lie, she gon' keep it a stack. Get out of line, she gon' keep you on track. Step out tonight, she gon' look like a snack. Don't raise your voice, so your ass make it smack. Head stay on point, walk around looking new. Lived in the 90s, so she know it's cool. Focus on her, she ain't worried about you. This is top three, and she ain't three or two, and it's something you knew. Okay, she patient, but don't test her gangsta. She got flavor, season you with game. See, she can't have fake, cause all she know is real. Hey, so here's the deal. She gon' say it, and it's something you gon' feel. Yeah, she gonna say it. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. Miss Lou on the mic. Miss TT here. Mm-hmm. Or just TT for. TT. As she's gonna say it. We are back for part two of our Meaning of Mariah book club. So there will be no rent today. It's just going to be straight meat and potato. Potatoes. Potatoes. You say tomato, I say potato. (laughs) (laughs) We left off talking about when she got her hair combed at the beach. Right. And almost drowned. And almost drowned, but her hair was dead. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and that's actually, I believe, the photo on the back cover of her book. I was looking at that because I, you know what, when I was reading that, that was the part that I was thinking how she looked that day. Like her hair was combed out. It was moving with the wind. Mm-hmm. And that's how we expected her hair to look, but right? I, I mean, obviously, she's not going to put pictures of her hair when of it course. was matted and of stuff. Of course. We talked about her mother. Mm-hmm. Did we touch on her brother? Very we little did. about Morgan. Very we little. did. Mm-hmm. And let's talk about her sister. Mm. Obviously, her sister and brother resented her for whatever yeah. reason. She or I cannot. We know what the reason it was. Jealousy. Like she said, they she she felt they felt like she was the golden child because she was lighter skinned than them. Her hair was blonde. You know, it was she looked a little different. And plus, she was the youngest. You know how the youngest is always portrayed as the the baby, the best one, the everything. And if you don't have a healthy mother that's right. taking care of you and telling them, hey, love your You're siblings. All the same. Yeah. Then it's going to. Well, she wasn't giving them favors. She was favoring the sister and the brother. I think it could have been the father. She talks about going with her um, father every Sunday. Yeah. For a long time. And they would always make his pasta and clam sauce. Right. And now she always makes that on Christmas Eve every year. Right. So there might have been jealousy here, but who knows? So. Hmm. She accuses her sister of doing some pretty horrific things to her. Really? Um, one of them, she was. She talked about when they were little and her dad called and they were like, you talk to him, you talk to him, you talk to him. She talked to him. And then she says specifically, uh, she talked to her dad. She says, you want to talk to my big sister? And I guess her sister got so enraged for whatever reason, probably drugs at that time, right. that she threw her hot tea on her and that she had third degree burns on her back from that her neck and her back and for years until the nerves regenerated um, she couldn't even have anyone touch her back she says that was physically traumatizing to her but she says more specifically that the emotional trauma of never having a big sister is what really doesn't sit with her well right she says she's they're supposed to protect you. Like yeah. I tried to protect my siblings as much as I could. And I couldn't even imagine doing anything like that to my siblings. I could imagine her saying, Hey, you wanna talk this, you know, talk to what's her name? Allison? 
Allison. Yeah, whatever her name is. And her saying, no, I don't want to talk to dad. I don't want to talk. And then her saying, well, here, talk to dad. And then her getting pissed off. and Throwing hot tea on you? Yeah, I could totally fucking see the scenario. Like, these little bitches, for real, but yeah. That's not the worst thing she did to her. I Allegedly. When she was about 12 years old, she she calls it pimping her out. So she, if she was 12, then her, her sister, sister was about 20. Yeah. That's a fucking shame. So okay. she would have her ride around. And, and Mariah says that at the time it was exciting. They go right. to movies, they go to this and they go yeah. to that. And then she rem- apparently was given Valium. Wow. And then the PIMP mm-hmm. tried to kiss her. She doesn't say that he tried to have sex with her, but who knows? I have a lot. I have a feeling that she probably didn't she associate it at of, that time. Yeah. Or she leaves a lot of stuff out. Yeah. For some reason. For, yeah. Um, to protect the innocent. But she has a very good relationship with her nephew from her sister. Right. So how do you think that's possible? They're very close. Because the I believe her nephew sister got pregnant when she was 16. So that would make them kind of close in age. So she was 16. Mariah had to be about eight. Mm-hmm. I could see why she could be why she he would be close to her like that. Or she would probably want to protect him. Protect him, yeah. And she also talks about her siblings have gone to the media about her multiple times, like secretly giving them right. the juice, and right. that's how the media is always get paid for. Because you know of they pay like twenty thousand yeah, a time for any kind of little topic. The story I last heard, but I've never sister- heard of anything like that. I've what? never heard about the sister rehabbing or anything like the stuff that I've heard. It's just been little bullshit. Petty stuff, you know, that, of course, a pissed off sibling would say. But they don't, she doesn't go into that. She doesn't say, hey, you know, she put me through rehab. Well, who would? Yeah, right. There's a part we're going to talk about after the TRL incident mm-hmm. where she still forgave her mom. And they went to the White House to meet Obama. Right. And her mom acted a whole damn fool, got drunk, and was like, I hate Mariah. So Mariah had to perform, knowing her mom was fucked up. And then they escorted, like, her team escorted her to the back room. She's like, I hate Mariah, I hate Mariah. This is what allegedly Allegedly happened, happened, according to the book. It is like, no matter what they did to her... She basically hung on for a long time because obviously as a child. Of course. And then them being older and being the ones that are supposed to protect you, of course you're going to try... As much as you can. So maybe yeah. the relationship with the nephew is just a protection. No, I think I think probably it's a genuine thing. Oh no, of because, course. Because you know, you know, the nephew, he probably doesn't see any of that with her. And of course she probably takes took very good care of mm-hmm. him. You know, bought him lots of gifts for his never missed a birthday, a holiday, or anything. You know, and always you have a drug addict mom. Right. That doesn't probably didn't care and was like, Oh shit, take him. Hey. She doesn't claim um to raise him. Right. She doesn't claim that at all. Right. So anyway, so that was her early childhood. So now we move into the um, Sing Sing, the Sing Sing section. Mm-hmm. And as we said before, Sing Sing refers to the major, huge mansion that she had designed and helped pay for with right. Tommy Matola. And to be honest, I don't even want to talk about him too long because right, he just He's seems such garbage. an abusive garbage fuck. Yeah, and you know that's the, the and and her situation with him wasn't the only things that I've ever heard. About him. There was other... He's with some Mexican star named Talia Mm. now. So I wonder what their relationship is like. That's interesting. I would like to look into that too. But she puts a a quote on page 27 and she said, Tommy's energy was intense. More than overbearing for me, it was an entire atmosphere. Mm. Even before he would enter the room, I could sense the air change and my breath grow short. He rolled over me like a fog. His presence felt dense and oppressive. He was like humidity 
inescapable. Damn. What does that sound like? The very first quote? Uh-huh. That sounds like one of them narcissists to me. Well, of course it is. <laughs> but I mean, the very first one that I said when I was three years old, mm-hmm. I developed the instincts to sense violence. when violence was coming. So do you think that he was a representation of her childhood? Like she got into that relationship because that's what she knows? Whew, that's deep. You know what? I believe that. I believe a lot of us do that often. What we're we're used to, we end up gravitating towards that. And we don't necessarily know that we're doing that until later when we start, those flags start popping up and we're like, wait a minute, you know? I, I don't think that sounds like anybody that, you know how they say you, you marry who your father is type mm-hmm. thing? So I don't think that that, her, that doesn't sound like somebody her father was. So I'm thinking maybe that was kind of similar to where her brother was because she was used to dealing mm-hmm. with her brother on a regular he was always abusive to her, like she said. You know, didn't act like she was. He, he cared about her. Wasn't always often there. When he was there, he was there was violence. So basically, Tommy Matola was the head of Sony, which was mm-hmm. what her record label was from, right. and they got married. Actually, it was interesting because I, in my memory, I felt like they weren't married that long. It, they were married a quite oh, a long, quite a long time, quite a long time, and so they would they had um the mansion in quote unquote Sing Sing, which right. was north of New York City. So they right. go to New York, New York City to work, do her albums, yeah. that and the other. I remember that. And then they would go home. She says that oh she lives she, in Manhattan now. She said that they couldn't they couldn't she couldn't leave the bedroom as soon as if she would go to the kitchen. Remember the intercom system right. in the house? Yeah, she would go to the kitchen to make a snack, and he'd be like, "What are you doing?" Like, basically, right. it, she calls it Sing Sing because even though it was a house that, a, a house, mansion, a mansion, a state that was built from the ground up that she helped design, that right. she helped pay for. Her happiness, supposedly, She basically right? built her own prison. Right. She has a story, they talk about it on Oprah, where, like, she starts getting influenced by hip-hop. That's mm-hmm. when they she did the song mm-hmm. with ODB. Mm-hmm. And he hated it. And mm-hmm. that she basically calls him a racist. Mm-hmm. She said he talked about Puff Daddy. Mm. And she said, Puffy will be shining my shoes. Mm. He stated his resistance to her pursuance of R&B was to wash the urban off. Woo! Oh, was Tommy racist? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you fucking racist. Wow. That's unbelievable. Well, first of all, I'm gonna let you know, Mr. Love ain't ain't shining nobody's goddamn shoe. He ain't shining shining his own goddamn shoes. Everyone knows that. Everybody. If you don't know, you better know. You better ask somebody, like he said. Wow. That's deep right there. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why he probably treated her like that because he was like, "Oh, she got a drop of black in her blood. You're gonna do whatever to say I say you do." Yeah, I, and however I, mean, I they say. They talked about it. I mean, I think she made some mention. I mean, like we said before, there was always those rumors that she was, she like, was she trying to deny herself. it, but that's that wasn't it. And that's true because I've never heard her say that she wasn't. She would always say, "Hey, with my, you know, with my ethnic side or whatever." She would always mention that. So I'm like, where did that even come from? But I think that may have came from his side. You know, like you said, why, like she said in the book, washing the urban off, something that he didn't want people but to keep in mind. But it kind of doesn't make sense, though, because now she talks about really wanting her hair to be... Yes. I think she, but remember her first album, it was curly. It was. It was natural. Always curly. Yep, it was natural. The first couple albums, the first couple videos, like, I was like, wow. Her first album, it was... Her, for her whole first album, maybe even the second one, too, because I, I remember her always being curly. And I think when she did do this song with ODB is when she had straight hair. And I was just like, oh, shit, Mariah! She just stepped out the game with a straight hair. What video was that? There was one video where she came out with straight hair, and I was just like, oh, shit. Oh, Mariah. it was... 
after. It was yeah. It was it was yeah. after the first or second album. Once ODB and that yeah, hit, like it was over for Tommy. It was over. Yeah, it was really over. It's obvious that he verbally and mentally and maybe financially abused her. Like, oh, wouldn't course. let her leave. There was a story about JD and the brat coming over, mm-hmm. and that her and the brat like snuck out because he always had security details. Right. Her. Except in her closet right, or her I bedroom. Yeah. I'm sure her closet was the that. size of this house. I'm but, sure it was. Um, they snuck out the back and got French fries and like basically had the, the whole SWAT team looking shit. for her. Yeah. That's crazy. That's fucking ballistic. She never says outright except for one little part that he physically abused her. And that part is he was embarrassed about some dinner and like she had resisted him uh-huh. and he acted out and he was embarrassed. And she said, I was sitting still looking down at the table when Tommy walked over and picked up the butter knife from the place setting in front of me. He pressed the flat side of it against my cheek. Every muscle in my face clenched. My entire body locked in place. My lungs stiffened. Tommy held the knife there. His boys watched and didn't say a word. After what seemed like forever, he slowly dragged the thin, cool strip of metal down my burning face. I was searing with rage. Mm. And I believe that's the night she left. Mm. And she said she left with... All the clothes in her bag. Her clothes, shoes, and personal, personal photos. photos. And she talks about she had made um, a personal fireplace mantle for right. a butterfly in the middle. Yeah. And now she's all into butterflies, but this is where it started. She said that when they sold the house, that apparently the owner recognized that it might be special and ripped the mantle off and put it in storage. Wow. In the meantime, the house had burnt down. That's right. In natural disaster. It did. In the tornado. Um, Tornado. Not when Tommy was in it, unfortunately. Wish he was in it. Right. (laughs) But the previous owner contacted her and said, I saved this for you. I thought you might want it. It seemed sentimental. Right. And she ended up painting it white because Marilyn Monroe, who's her mm-hmm. um, her idol, idol, had a white grand piano, she which does. she owns. She does. Marilyn Monroe's Marilyn piano. Rose, uh, so I, grand, baby grand piano. I feel like there's some irony in that. That is. That's deep. But anyway, I don't want to talk about Tommy no more. Fuck Tommy. Yeah, fuck I mean, she. I mean, fuck if you Tommy. if you read this book, you're gonna read. She talks about him in very much detail, and you can learn all about him. And I just would rather not waste my time talking about him and I. His poor wife Talia, who's probably going through the same shit. Honestly. And if she's not a singer, she ain't bringing shit to the table. Oh no, she's, she's a singer and she does um, fashion, but she's Hispanic, so we don't. Like, oh. she's, yeah. I believe that's so what that's she is. That's a whole is. nother yeah. nother. I love that picture of Mariah on the back. That's one of the ones that remind me of my little sweet cousin. Because <laughs> so I was just like looking at her. So basically when she was trying to remove herself from Tommy, basically mm-hmm. the relationship was over. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say it again. There is so much detail in what he did to her. Right. I just don't want to repeat it and give him the any, energy. That, that energy. energy. We ain't going to give him your energy, Mariah. But when she met Derek Jeter, forgot offhand how they met. Uh, I believe that it was some sort of function and he asked someone to meet her but didn't admit to it because that was his idol. Right. Or that was his, he was like in love with her Mm -hmm. from forever, whatever. They met up and and they had some secret rendezvous in which she insists that they never had sex, but there was a hot kiss in the rain Mm. and there's a song written about it. Oh, and then when she officially oh, divorced... Oh, that song in the rain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's about him. Ooh. That when they officially divorced, they did get in a relationship. Yeah. But it didn't really work out. But what she did say about Derek is that, number one, he was a great love in her mm-hmm. life, but was not the love of her life. Mm. What really helped her heal was that he's mixed also. Right. And that to see such a positive family... 
right. with positive mother, father, right. sisters, and brother really helped her see a functional family. A functional family, like oh, this shit is. It, not... So it really could be like this. Yeah. Right. And it didn't work out, but it was really a healing relationship for her. You know what? That reminds me of something someone told me years over 20 something years ago that people come into your life for a reason, a season or a lifetime. Mm -hmm. And for when I read that, I was thinking about him coming in there for a reason. You know, it may not have been for the season. Mm -hmm. It may not be for the lifetime, but it was for a reason. It was just to help her heal. And she has nothing bad to say about him. Right. She never did. I've never, I've never seen anything negative that she's ever said about him. Even in the media, even when they broke up and stuff, like when they were, we was reading the tabloids, like they never, she never said anything bad about him. Mm -hmm. She was in a long relationship with, this Latin Elvis Louis Miguel never heard of him. Never heard. Never of him. fucking heard of him. He's he's okay looking yeah, on the eye. But I don't think he's. Awful I don't know looking, what you're thinking, Mariah. I don't know. But you but know, I guess they just didn't work Latin out. Love. Had nothing bad to say about him. Right. And then we get into glitter. Oh, glitter! All that glitters ain't gold, girl. No, that movie wasn't. But oh lord. So this is what she says about glitter. That was horrible. She says that. Glitter was so basically she was under contract with Sony for right. co- even though she wasn't with Tommy anymore. Right, she still had an obligation. Still under, remember I said she has some yeah. trash albums. Some, yeah. So she it, it was under even though I heard like some of those songs are great. Some of them are good. Yeah, some of the yeah, songs from the Glitter is good. Mariah puts out bomb ass albums. Anyway, like if no one puts out an album where a hundred percent of the songs are great, except you know the Mary J. My Life, right. Lauren Hill, Miseducation, of course. Da 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 da. da. And we also said um, Emancipation of Mimi, but we're not there yet. We're still... So basically, she had to finish the contract, even though she got divorced. She had to finish the contract with Sony. Still work with some of the people that she had been seeing all the time. I don't remember if it was two or three albums. So she had to put the albums out. You know, she was putting songs about Derek Jeter. I'm sure he wasn't happy about that, but she was doing her hip hop. No telling how many albums he didn't pull out of there. (laughs) So she wrote Glitter, the movie. Mm -hmm. I I don't know if she wrote it by herself or with someone else. Mm -hmm. Basically, she said Glitter was sabotaged the whole way by Tommy. Like it was his last let me stab you in the back and all because he can't control you anymore. Petty T. Basically, she said the movie that came out is not originally what it was meant to be written. She said maybe the world wasn't ready for an 80s movie yet. (laughs) But she right. did say, she was like, it wasn't originally what I wanted it to be, but we did the best with what he cocked, what he was up, right. us to be. Mm-hmm. My lambs, and I don't even know why they're called lambs, but my Mariah's lambs, Mariah lambs. have kind of given the justice for glitter, whatever. Right. I ain't watching that movie again. I but don't I even mean, think I made it through the movie. But let's give her credit. Remember her in Precious as a social worker? I never seen Precious. Oh, well, that I movie's hard to watch. I never seen Precious. She was a social worker. They put her in not one spit of makeup, I guess, wow. apparently. I've seen the movie, and I was like, when I saw her, I was like, whoa. Whoa. She okay. did, I mean, she's not the star of the movie. She's, I had seen her in something else she did, too, that she wasn't that bad. And I was like, okay, Mariah. I guess Lee Daniels yeah. caught her trying to put a little foundation. He made her grow her eyebrows. Uh, she, he caught her putting on foundation. He's like, wipe the shit off. Uh, but she, she, that movie's hard to watch in general. So I yeah. wouldn't recommend it, but unless you're like in a certain type of way, because it's hard certain. to watch. That, that's it's why a hard I never movie to watch. Because I was just like, I can't do it. Didn't Monique myself. win an award for yes, that? Yes, I mean, they all wore, yeah, won awards it was, for that. Yeah, but Mariah, I mean, she could act. Wow. Um, during that time in Glitter, she was just going through some shit. Like, yeah. She was going through some shit, and, and he wasn't really letting her... Half, yeah, and not having her freedom to do what she needs to do with her artistic levels. Yeah, I, I get that. 
I'd have fucked the shit up too. Like, mm. do you remember TRL when okay. she had her public quote unquote meltdown with uh, uh, Carson Daly? I I remember some part of that. I remember hearing about it, reading about it in the magazines, but I didn't actually watch the show. And we did touch on that. When we were talking about our coffee talk, our yeah. favorite Mariah song, and we were reading the book and how I feel bad that I said this. Da, yeah. da, da, da. About the she glitter. She made some good points. She basically said it was an innocent stunt and highly under-rehearsed. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Let me just flip to this page. Let me see. Oh, no. She said, maybe Carson Daly didn't know I was coming, but producers had to schedule my appearance. Coordinators publicists, security, whole ass teams of people knew I was coming. It was a stunt. It seemed like a good idea at the time. Any idea was good at that time. I was like a stand-up comic who bombed a set. All performers bombed, but my bombing set off a chain reaction that placed a target on my back. The tabloids and the celebrity press at large acted like I'd actually stripped butt naked and given Carson a lap dance. Oh my god. Back then, you did one thing, and it dominated the press for what seemed like an eternity. TRL was that one thing. Um, I don't even remember really getting into TRL either. Like there was. I don't, but I remember specifically that was very much on the news. She was pushing an ice cream cart. She had like Daisy Dukes on, and she was rambling. And I was like, "This girl is nuts." Right. And the next thing we knew, she was kind of institutionalized. Right. Right. So in the book, she talks about that. Basically, she had a contract for $100 million, and they made her work, 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 work. She never slept. So that's my question. If you're getting paid $100 million... A hundred... Wait. A hundred... $100 million. If you're getting paid $100 million, do you deserve to sleep and rest? No, bitch. No. Yeah, you do. At a fucking hundred, a million fucking dollars, dance, bitch, dance. Every day, all day. You get a 15-minute break here and a 15-minute break there and an hour lunch. How do you do with no sleep, (laughs) Miss Lou? I'm insane. Yeah, that's unreal. Like, there has to be some kind of limitations to working, even as an artist. Yeah, you have to have that. How can you be artistic if you're not getting enough brain rest? She said that she was highly stressed. You know, she's separating Right. You know, there's all this press about her. She's getting very little sleep. They're like, push, push, push. She did that. It was a poor decision. The media beat her up. And then her brother, Morgan, you know, Morgan, Morgan. the one that supports her the most, right. said, let's go to mom's house and let's get you some rest. That's what Morgan said. Do you know who bought mom's house? Oh, Mariah bought mom's house. What? Shocker. Right. She even had her own guest room that she had for herself. No. So they convinced her to go. They had lots of discussions there, and all she wanted to do was sleep. But guess who wouldn't let her sleep? Her mom. So apparently, Mariah lost her shit. Mm. (laughs) And one of the things that I guess her mom always said to her was, well, I did the best I could. I did the best I could. And Mariah screamed that at her and then finally screeched, I just want to go to sleep. Well, I did the best I could. No one, and especially not my mother, had ever seen me in such a rage. Throughout my childhood, it was always Morgan and Allison who would throw hysterical fits. They would scream. They would fight. They would shriek. I wasn't violent or throwing obscenities, but I was still going off for me. Hmm. And guess what mama did? Who did she call? She didn't call Ghostbusters. (laughs) She called the police on her own daughter. 911. Against two white cops and one white woman in Upper Westchester, 
The only thing the cops saw was a scared white woman in a house full of non-whites. Right. So Mariah's mom is a Karen? Because uh, apparently she called the cops on people all the time. Yeah. She doesn't get arrested, but right. her bro- I believe her brother takes her and she's going to check into a quote-unquote spa. She's kind of amb- ambiguous about this. Yeah. Maybe her memory is not right. Right. Well, she checked into the spa, but they wouldn't let her check out. Right. <laughs> she checked in, but couldn't check out. She also was said- miraculously re- released on 9-11. That was hilarious. Mm-hmm. I wonder why. Yeah. Right. I don't know how long she was in there. It sounds like she was in there for about a week or two. Uh-huh, not that very long. And then 9-11 hit, and they were basically concerned for everyone's safety, and miraculously, she was released. Right. But one thing she was talking about her mom is she said, her glee at the tabloid coverage was no surprise to me. Mm. Even though I was a child who didn't break the rules, my mother didn't seem to have the capacity to fully celebrate me as I matured into an accomplished artist. Right. Sometimes I wondered if she couldn't even tolerate my achievements. I often felt like there was an undertow of jealousy pulling on her smile, though I still included her in many of the major events in my life. Right. Including the one at the White House that I already talked about. Right. That was after this. Oh, God. After she called the cops on her. Oh, my gosh. And then that's not even the one where she took her to meet the opera singer, right? Is that the one where the, at the White House where she meets the opera singer? That's this, her favorite opera singer that she idolized. I can't remember. Yeah, so she basically she took her to go meet her. It's, you know, the, it just... Uh, Patricia it's just fucked up. Yeah, Patricia. for real. Patricia, you're just <laughs> whack right now, so you're canceled. And then the other part of that <laughs> is when they're driving. Like that, I think we talked about it a little bit earlier, but I, that just bugged me, like... For her to say, and it wasn't that Mariah was getting on her about her singing. She was just saying, hey, mom, that's not the way the song goes. You know, and for her to say, oh, you wish you were, could be me. One day you'll wish that you were, had the singing (laughs) capabilities that I have. Oh, trust and believe, mama, I got that. $380 million worth of that. And she does talk about her father and her, how her and her father talked on his deathbed. Right. You know, resolved childhood issues. And, you know, I'm sure she wishes. I don't know. Do you think that if her mom was on her deathbed. Absolutely. That she would go to her? Absolutely. I don't know. Absolutely. And I think that she would ask her about certain things that she wanted to know. Do you think she has the mental capacity to do that? I mean, where do you Mm. think the bipolar comes from? comes from it obviously comes from the mother down to the son down to her drug addicted because the way because the way she talks about her dad it doesn't seem like he had those types of issues Mm -hmm. it was more just the racial stuff Mm -hmm. that he was going through Mm -hmm. of during that time it doesn't seem like what if he's dealing with his wife that's mentally ill and his kids and having to deal with it yeah because he gets blamed for it True, because they the kids, his old the older kids, they probably went through the same thing that Mariah went through and just took it differently too. And so their lashing out could be part of that as well. And him not understanding that and you know, and then with of course it could be part mental illness and all of that. But if they were never um diagnosed with that, I don't see I don't know, it's just weird. It's just a weird fucked up ass situation. The thing about not being diagnosed is that you didn't go that to they the don't doctor. Know, but they don't to know. But no, it's just about, the same when they yeah. say they don't it's not diagnosis meaning that back in those days they didn't know what to look for for that, you know? They didn't know what mm-hmm. it was. They didn't know how to help it. 
So with him, like, shit, you know, I got to take care of this family. I got to make sure I give this girl who has actually got some damn sense, you know. And then I got these two that are just welling out, doing whatever. And then I got this wife that's just, she don't even get it. She don't even got it together. I married yeah, I a Karen. Totally, yeah. I, I married can, a I Karen. Can totally, I, can't, I can't even imagine what he went through. I can't even imagine what she went through, even seeing that. Well, like I said, the first thing we talked about is, as a toddler, I already knew what violence, right. when violence was coming. That's sad, yeah. To hear her say that, to even know that she even thought that. Because I think in, as myself, as a toddler, you don't really, I can't even think about the memories that I know, think of right now as a toddler. I can't even, none comes to mind. But to know that you, you're you that age and you already know what violence is. I mean, I think mm-hmm. that a lot of us have experienced violence at that young of age. Of course, of course. But it to be Recognized, chronic, yeah. Chronic and violence. Chronic, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. You're lu- I mean, I guess the world is lucky she's not more fucked up than she is, right. considering. You know, I wanted to know more about what happened with her and Nick. I, I mean, it says it talks about children and careers that pull them apart. It was a very but... short chapter. Yeah. It talks about how they met. Right. They got married, right. and then it was a very small wedding, mm-hmm. and, you know, they were very happy together. She said that she had a miscarriage. Yeah, I think I remember her And then she said that she... Between her and Nick, she told Michelle Obama for the first time she was with twins. Mm. She said she got very sick being pregnant with twins. She got very, I don't know if she had preeclampsia, but she was very big, gained a lot yeah, of weight. She did. Mm-hmm. And she basically said that the end of their relationship was that it was over children and careers. Yeah. And that Nick didn't really understand pregnancy she, yeah. and, you know, raising children, but that they're very amicable at this time. Yeah, because I, that was one of the things that I know when they were together, he would always state that um, his wife, my wife has a career. And I think that's what it was that she took a pause because she had the money already. She already had the accolades, you know, she just sat, she wanted well, the family. Also as a tangent, I mean, Nick Cannon is trying to put his seat in everybody. I and think she, that's now. And she did. I think that's now as of this point. she did the statement that he did not understand pregnancy. Yeah. And a lot of men don't. And I think that's what it was, being married and watching her put her career on hold when he was like, hey, you got a fucking career. Like, anybody would wish to have. Because that was main things, like, with with the Wildin' Out and stuff, he would say, like, when they have their little rap battles and Mm -hmm. stuff like that, he would always mention his wife and her fucking career and how dope she was and this and that. Because he always talked about how wonderful she was. And he still does. And he still does, yeah. So I I like Nick Cannon. I don't know. I thought that that was a wonderful relationship. I think that when I I read her life and what she was, went through i think that oh it's so hard because kids add a whole nother fucking dynamic to things but i feel i mark my words now fast forward i think nick cannon and her will come back to this because of the simple fact that he's a fun loving well probably not i take that back. actually she's been with her boyfriend she has a new boyfriend now well not new mm-hmm. they've been together it was a background he's a little younger than her but i think they've been together like six or seven years after she she doesn't even mention the billionaire right at all in the book i don't know maybe she knows he can sue the shit out of her yeah. he has more money and he's gonna take her down no yeah. i don't know that's Who speculation knows? Who knows? that's her allegedly background dancer brian tanaka I think they've been together for like six years. The billionaire could... probably gave her money to keep her mouth shut. I'll give you a hundred million dollars if you just not. But they never got married. Book. It don't even matter. He might know. She might know some shit. But I don't. These, <laughs> these billionaires. Kinky. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think if I was Mariah who had his first two kids could get. If I was a woman that had the first two kids with a man that 
has like 10 baby daddy yeah. baby mamas now Fuck that now yeah i just thought about that because i was like before, after they got divorced that's when he had all these other start having all these other kids all his kids are all under and that the stupid age turban of... that's why they got divorced was God that fucking damn. turban anyway the last Ugh. thing that okay. i want to mention mm-hmm. is all the rumors because i heard it before i heard people say oh i know producers in atlanta and she slept with every rapper to get where she is she states straight up i've heard the rumors i can count on one hand how many right. men i have slept with because that's why she did the disc tape with um eminem because he didn't want to get at she wouldn't get at him she wouldn't he she wasn't hearing what he was fucking talking about like get the fuck out of here nigga like get out of here so then you want to be mad and start making a disc tape okay do that but i ain't with niggas who lie on the pussy don't lie on the pussy if you didn't get it you just didn't get it put it on the hit list that's america's most wanted Oh my God! Then there's a million <laughs> America's Most Wanted. At least and that's okay. Three on my book. That's okay. <laughs> I don't your get down. I do. Not, I have one nigga right now lingering, lying on it, talking about he had it. No, you did not. You didn't smell it. You can't even get close enough. But it's just stupid. You know. I just anyway. That's you know what I like to tell people. Hmm. I have a very distinguishing <laughs> something <laughs> on my vagina that's very beautiful. <laughs> So go ahead and try saying you got with this pussy. I'll I'll tell you on the. I I can't say it now because if I say it, you'll be like they're gonna describe it. Okay, yeah. Tell me Um, off. I'll tell you offline. Offline, please. But I was like, you can be. If you're gonna accuse me, (laughs) you better know what it is. Yeah. Then you better (laughs) put me in a lineup. That's all I'm gonna say. Put my ass in a lineup. <laughs> anyway, somebody's on their deathbed right now. They they wish they. I said you you trying to commit suicide. That's what it is. Okay. Well, basically, it just proves that you didn't go down. So. <laughs> anyway, everybody, we're gonna leave it here. I yeah, like we're this. gonna leave this shit here. <laughs> I like this book club. This is an excellent book club. And I can't just wait for to remind one. you, I know mm-hmm. this is a two part episode. Our next book is Quit Like a Woman, The Radical Choice to Not Drink in a Culture Obsessed with Alcohol by Holly Whitaker. If you want to read it with us, go ahead. We're not going to give it to you. Read it while you're drinking a glass of fucking wine, and then we'll get to the bottom of it after. Because we need to evaluate this. We need to know why we need to stop drinking. We need to know all the full facts of why we cannot have our red wine. Okay, now that I got that out. Go ahead, come on, Continue to listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music. We're taking a pause on YouTube right now because we have to get a video for that. And I'm not ready to be on camera right now. We're working on it. We're working on it. Pandora, iHeartRadio. Subscribe to us on IG at She's Gonna Say It. Facebook at She's Gonna Say It. And feel free to email us, blast us, do whatever because we don't give a shit. She's Gonna gonna Say It it at (laughs) gmail.com. You can insult me to the day I die. And you can get two middle fingers. I sit and spin, (laughs) bitches. Miss Lou is out this bitch. TT out, but we still love you. Love you.